0: the lord be with you and also with you blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord blessed be the name of the lord we we gather to listen again as elizabeth says as she greets mary and hears her own greeting the child in my womb leapt for joy on this fourth sunday of advent The liturgy, music, and homily in this service are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of leadership and service in our midst. And as the spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. Purify our conscience, Almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming, may find in us a mansion prepared for himself, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Come the season of Advent Advent, leaning toward Christmas, we are people on a journey. By God's grace, we are given strength for that journey. Come the season of Advent toward Christmas, we are people expecting presence. By God's grace, we are given a sensibility of that presence. Come the season of Advent leaning toward Christmas, we are a people imbued with a sense of mystery deep, profound mystery. By the grace of God, we are given the gift to receive such mystery. As the choir guides us in prayer, may we bow before the Lord God, the giver of strength for the journey, the giver of sense in presence, the giver of the joy of mystery. Let us pray. of it here good news if we confess our sins God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness thanks Peter.
1: a lesson from the book of Micah chapter 5 verses 2 through 5 but you O Bethlehem of Ephrathah who are one of the little clans of Judah From you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: A lesson from Paul's epistle to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, See, God, I have come to do your will, O God. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, See, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first in order to establish the second. And it is by God's will that we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: Dear friends, let us say together the Magnificat with the Antiphon. to Abraham and to his descendants for ever. Dear friends, let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to st. Luke chapter 1 verses 39 to 45 glory to you in those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting the child leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit by the Lord, the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little, from thee shall come forth. The text, scriptures, gospel of the Advent, Christmas season are throughout multi generational. Elizabeth and Mary, John and Jesus, 30 years before the preaching, the preachment of the gospel. We attend then with care to life generation to generation. One summer we were privileged to lunch with our two-year-old granddaughter, speaking of generations. This was in a humble Dairy Queen out among the agricultural life and dairy barns of a beautiful part of the world. You couldn't really call it a restaurant, it was simply a place where in the rain you could go in to be dry and enjoy your little meal and your ice cream comb. By the way, there seems to be a false dichotomy now and then foisted upon us between, say, salt water and fresh water or urban life and rural life or industrial, factory, and farm production, when, uh, truth to tell, for all the differences, the commonalities are far more powerful. We all put our pants on one leg at a time, fresh water or salt. That afternoon, we sat with our granddaughter as she finished her lunch, the prize, of course, being an ice cream cone. cream cone to follow, and in the corner there was a a woman alone, mature, even more mature, watching with bright eyes. And along came the cone, the gifts of season upon season, and the two-year-old dove in nose first, and there that moment of cream, cold and tasty, cream, grainy, cream flowing from nose to lip to chin to neck to shirt, to pants, to feet, to floor. And across the room, silent with bright eyes, our neighbor pronounced an unspoken blessing. May I briefly, just for a moment, interrupt all the tweeting, all the texting, all the emailing, all the cacophony surrounding us that include Messages about dangers, and they are real. Challenges, and they are difficult. Besetting us, just to ask us for a moment to focus on, with childlike attention, simple things. Simply Christmas. You know, children are the forecourt of heaven. They are the landlords of the kingdom of heaven. They are the emissaries of the kingdom of God, they teach us by precept, by example, better how to engage and be engaged when across Bay State Road now and then a 20-year-old will see a rare occurrence, but sometimes a 6-year-old or a 4-year-old walking along the road, or on a Sunday morning, more likely, a 20-year-old will see someone of that age, and you can just feel the thought, eh, I was not long ago that size. B, it may be that one day I shall have a child too. That's the advantage of an education which frees you up from the trials and turmoils of one particular year in the 21st century and guides you by the magic of the mind to converse with Plato, to learn with Galileo, to see a Rembrandt, to be freed up from the present moment, and to be able then to give just a a second's attention to what is lasting, true, and meaningful, and oh so good, touching the chin and the lip and the neck and the hand. We this year have been given the gift, the great gift, of a book by Jean Twenge from San Diego. It's titled, I, Jen. Toward the end, facing the rising incidence of uh, depression and uh, anxiety and even suicidal inclination among adolescents and older adolescents, she remembers, you'll see why this is quoted here, three, she recognizes and recommends three forms of living, of behavior, one, face-to-face interaction and conversation. Two, reading of print material. Three, attendance at religious services. I warned you, you'd know why I was quoting it. I'll buy an extra copy. Little things, small things, attention, childlike attention to the simple simply Christmas. Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little, from thee shall come. A month or so ago of an afternoon Sunday, we celebrated holy baptism here with a child and a family and some of our congregation. It's a wonderful moment in the beginning of the journey of the Christian faith. And after the service, one who had not been in our sanctuary asked directly, even with a little bit of curiosity, but pique as well. Who is that in your rose window? And I said, well, that's Jesus. That's our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And he said, oh, well, thank you. I said, why do you ask? He said, well, looks a little bit like the Buddha. And before I engaged in a debate with him about Jesus present to us, Advent four, Coming in judgment on the clouds of heaven, let's take his point for a moment. You know, it's a, a big world and it's a small world, both. We have, you probably have some, you know, who are raising children, say a Methodist dad and a Buddhist mom raising a little boy who may have been introduced to the teachings of Buddha already and may be baptized soon. You may have encountered such. We are going to need to learn to share the spiritual care of the planet with some other religious traditions. Now I know you wish, don't we all wish, that all were Christian, Protestant, Methodist, liberal, worshiping in Marsh Chapel and in the pew this morning, but not quite everyone is here. There is a breadth, there is a diversity that also includes a unity across Different. So, we'll take his point. Christmas comes, and like the Buddha, we need to come down from heaven and experience life on earth. And like the Buddha, we need to celebrate birth, Siddhartha's birth, and every other birth. And like the Buddha, we need to explore outside of the palace and find our way outside of the familiar. And like the Buddha, we need to face Mara's temptations, the temptations of life and like the Buddha we need to know and discipline ourselves with practices ascetic and other that may guide us in ways of health and like the Buddha we may seek a certain kind of peace now it may be a little different peace my life flows on an endless song above earth's lamentation I hear the clear though far off hymn that hails a new creation <coughs> No storm can break my inmost calm when to that rock I'm clinging. If love is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? You know we learn from experience across religious traditions. It's a great help to us. David Brooks for decades has been writing about character and so about experience and most recently about prudence. Now, we're concerned at a local or a national level when we lose people who are clearly wise and prudent from forms of leadership because we know from hard experience what that prudence can mean. And prudence is experience tested in our own individual lives and in reading about and knowing about others. You know, my friend said we learn from our experiences, don't we? And we learn from our mistakes, mainly. But he said, "Bob, you're going to need to listen to other people because though you learn from mistakes, your life is too short for you to make all the mistakes yourself. You're going to need to experience and need to in order to grow into a certain full form of wisdom. We learn through the experience and by the guidance of others. Prudence comes to us along the way of hard-bitten experience, and for that we are grateful, grateful to have those gifts near and far. We focus with a childlike attention to simple things, the little, the least, the simple, simply Christmas. Ah, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little, from thee shall come forth One of the complexities in simplicity is the matter of thought itself. We are not free to come to church and to leave without giving attention weekday and weekend to what constitutes an abiding truth. And this can be a challenge, it can be difficult. Jean Mang wrote a letter to the editor not long ago. She lives in Northern California saying, i love to go to church on Sunday morning. There's hardly anything for me that can be better than that gathering and that community, that meaning and that empowerment, that music, occasionally that preaching. But she said, for many of us, the question starts to become whether or not the teaching of the church is based on shaky philosophical ground." If it is based on shaky philosophical foundations, that will outweigh any and all of the rest. We need to be attentive across decades and millennia of of what we have learned about, say, simplicity today. Marcel Proust, you don't have to read all 3,800 pages of his two volumes, but you can hear his voice picking out, beauty is simple. And yet, he says, this has a a ring of experience, sometimes beauty is there to cover over and to mask for a moment with us a sense of regret. We need to focus on truth, including, strictly speaking, theological truth. Paul Tillich wrote in his Systematic the- Theology, volume one, page 205, I'm sure you remember it well. He wrote, God does not exist God is being itself. God is beyond both existence and essence. To argue that God exists is to deny God. Well, some few years later, Dag Hammarskjold chimed in, speaking of truth. God does not die on the day that we cease to believe in a personal deity. But we die on the day that our lives cease to be illumined by a radiance renewed daily. A sense of wonder, a sense of wonder, whose source is beyond all knowledge. He might have studied at Boston University with Borden Parker Bound, who wrote a 100 years ago. Philosophy begins in wonder. The little. The small, the simple, simply Christian. Let's give a childlike attention to the simple things. Bethlehem Ephrathah. Though you are little, though you be little, from you shall come forth. Not just a child and not just a sense of truth and not just an experience with other religions, but also, and centrally, a sense of the poetry of suffering. Some of you will have encountered the Palestinian poet Muhammad Darshan, whose writing on the theme, Victims of a Map, comes compellingly to the fore when we think about our struggles with regard to immigration, particularly not only on the southern border. We are for sure a land of laws and not of men. We need order and legality. But in the season of Bethlehem of Judea, we think about that seven-year-old who made it out of the jungles, 40% indigenous population in Guatemala with her dad, but didn't survive much after the crossing of the border. How can we not? We think about the challenges of living Victims of a a map, Dershwin's poem includes beautiful lines. He said, we are a land of words, for we have no other space, no other home. We travel in the chariots of the Psalms. We sleep in the tents of the prophets. We give voice to the words of the gypsies. Ours is a country of words. You know, not to put too fine a point upon it, Jesus was not an American. Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was a Palestinian. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was a Palestinian Jew. We're going to need to open ourselves to the globe around us for our own sake. Generation to generation, we learn, don't you know, where were you a generation ago today? Where were you 30 years ago, almost to the hour? December 21st, 1988. That evening, it was a Wednesday, some of us in the little city of Syracuse had found our way out of 10 below zero weather. In the dark of the shortest night of the year to go and see the local basketball team defeat yet another visitor. We had a coach at that time who'd been there about 15 years, a man named Bayheim, they said he won't last much longer. Well, he's still there today. And after the game, just as we were leaving, there came an announcement. Where were you? December 21st, 1988. And it was largely, nearly unintelligible. It was about a plane, Pan Am 103, and a city, Lockerbie, Scotland, and 270 people, all of whom had perished, 35 of whom were our students, some from our neighborhood, many connected to those who attended our congregation. You know, in a way back then, we couldn't really see in that one event the portent a harbinger, the forecast, the foretaste of what was coming into the future. A childlike attention to simple things is the gift of Elizabeth and Mary in Advent coming to Christmas. The little, the least, the simple, simply Christian. A childlike attention, just for a moment, week by week, to what lasts matters, counts, and has meaning. Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though though thee be little, from thee shall come forth. Perhaps my favorite Boston vignette after all these years still is that of E.B. White skating on the frog pond. You remember that White wrote a book teaching others how to write. It's called Elements of Style. He wrote it because his great teacher, William Strunk at Cornell, who had taught brilliant compositional courses, never published a book himself. So White went and took his notes and honoring Strunk, published the book. It has wonderful advice in it. Use the active voice, not the passive. Lose the adjectives, and my favorite of all, omit needless words, the three-word sentence most memorable in American English for those who are reading and writing term papers in this season. But White, in those years, used to love to come to Boston. Now he used to joke with us a little bit. He was from New York and he pushed us a little bit, his poems and his essays. But he'd come and visit his relatives on Beacon Hill, and one day with his stepson. He went down the hill to skate on the frog pond. And they took off their shoes and put them under a bench. And they went out and they skated as the sun came down. And then as they were finishing, they went up to the park bench, ready to put on their shoes, and they were gone. No shoes, nowhere to be seen. And White turned and all he said to his stepson was, whoever took them must have needed them more than we do. And then, all the image, lasting simple beauty of that great writer, enthralled in the winter, that great human engaged in the skating, that great person, compassionate with the needy, turned and on tiptoe with his skates, hiked home up Beacon The least, the little, the simple, simply Christmas. Let us give attention for a moment this week uh, to the simple things, to what lasts and matters and counts most. As Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. The very simple, the child, the Buddha, The gift of the great world, poetry to sustain, and the image of those saintly and others around us. After all, it was our own Boston preacher, Phillips Brooks, no stranger to Commonwealth Avenue, who gave us the poem for this day. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, their great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel.
3: turn our hearts and minds to prayer, I invite you to remain standing, be seated, kneel, or come to the communion rail according to your tradition as we join together in our call to prayer. Lead me, Lord. us a child is born, to us a son is given. Let us pray for the people Christ came to save. I will conclude each petition. God have mercy. Please respond. Christ have mercy. Wonderful Counselor, give your wisdom to the rulers of the nations. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Mighty God, make the whole world know that the government is on your shoulders. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Everlasting Father, establish your reign of justice and righteousness. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Prince of Peace, bring in the endless kingdom of your peace. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ, born in a stable, give courage to all who are homeless. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ, for whom the angels sang, give the song of the kingdom to all who weep. God have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ, worshipped by the shepherds, give peace on earth to all who are oppressed. God have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, before whom the wise men knelt, give humility and wisdom to all who govern. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, whose radiance filled a lowly manger, give the glory of your resurrection to all who rest in you. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Almighty God, who wonderfully created us in your own image, and yet more wonderfully restored us through your Son, Jesus Christ, grant that, as he came to share in our humanity, so we may share the life of his divinity, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Rejoicing in the presence of God here among us, as our Savior has taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation,
2: Peace of the Lord be always with you. you. My name is Nick Rodriguez, and I have the pleasure of serving as Ministry Assistant here at Marsh Chapel. We welcome you once again to the nave and hope you'll take a moment to help us get to know you better so that we can help you get to know one another better by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew. Tomorrow we will have two Christmas Eve services one at 1 p.m., and a candlelight service at 7.30 p.m. For those of you who are interested, today is the last day you can donate to Cradles to Crayons. Other than the services tomorrow, the chapel offices will be closed this week through New Year's. Services will take place next Sunday. For all other upcoming services and activities, we would encourage you to keep an eye to the Mars Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where you may also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us in offering and sacrifice to God.
3: God, as we gather to welcome the precious gift of Emmanuel Christ with us, may our gratitude spill over in generosity of spirit, generosity of time, generosity of talent, and generosity of wealth. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray, to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. Amen. Amen.
0: When the song of the angels is stilled, and the star in the sky is gone, and the kings and princes are home, and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins, to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. Amen.